You are listening to the James Carpenter Podcast Show, episode number 22. Have you ever been in a storm, like a hailstorm or a heavy pouring of rain? I remember growing up in Alabama, we'd get these huge rainstorms that would last for like a long time, like hours. And if you've ever been caught driving in one of these storms, you know it can be quite the experience. Like not being able to uh, see the car in front of you because of the thickness of the rainfall, right? And I remember a time uh, the raindrops were beating on my car's roof. Like they were going to come inside, like they were gonna penetrate through the roof. And once it passes, you're like, whew, I'm glad that's over. Uh, that I made it without getting drenched or without any other affliction. So that's a temporal storm that we'll sometimes experience. And today I want to talk about another storm that takes place with almost everyone. And that's the life storm of hitting rock bottom. Oh, yes. So for those of you who have gone through this, you can appreciate what's coming up. Uh, because if you've ever gone through this, or if you're experiencing hitting rock bottom now, like today, then you'll want to follow along and listen all the way to the end, because I'm going to give you seven questions to ask to turn your life around. So good. So stay tuned. So we know that everybody experiences this differently, right? So some folks may experience uh, it when it comes to maybe mentally, spiritually, maybe there's an emotional rock bottom. Um, Financially is a common one that I'll come across. Maybe it's a combination of them. But either way, it usually is like there's some sort of pain, right? Some some sort of crashing uh, that's happening around you, right? Like nothing you do is working, right? Like nothing is working for you. Like the universe is working against you. And that's when you know you've hit rock bottom because everything you've done up to this point, like you start questioning, right? It's like, wait, why isn't this working? What's going on? Like I'm doing what I'm supposed to, how I've been taught. Why is this happening? And so you start to have this self awakening, if you will. Like you start going through this process of this uh, self-awareness, right? That it's desperately needed for you to get out of uh, because here's what's going to happen is when you find yourself hitting rock bottom, a couple different things are going to happen, right? One, you realize and recognize, you know, wait, this isn't how I pictured life. Or this is how I imagined things would go. Um, another one I'll oftentimes hear is this wasn't part of the plan, you know? And so let me give you an example. Uh, it's like going to school, right? So after high school, you like, and it's not like they teach you this, right? In high school or college, like this just isn't taught. And so it's one of those things where when you experience it, you're like, wait, and you start trying to go back and trying to find evidence of, okay, well now what do I do, right? Because it's like going to school, it's like having a family, like you're checking off all the boxes. Yep, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to move out of the house, supposed to start a job, uh, start this career, going through all the steps because that's what we were taught to do. 
And then it's this kind of waking up, so to speak. It's this realizing like, what is my life? What is this? Or if you've um, set out on your own, right? Like you find yourself unhappy. Maybe it's in a dead end job uh, or maybe it's in a profession that just you realize this is not what you want to be doing for the rest of your life. Or like you're not making the kind of money that you wanted to and you don't feel like um, you have a sense of direction, right? It's the sense of like a lack of meaning or purpose in your life. And oftentimes this is also when confusion sets in and especially indecision because it's this thought and thinking that, well, what I'm doing isn't working. And so I don't know what to do, right? To get myself out. And so that's when you know you're at rock bottom. When all that's placed upon you, right? It's all of that, like you're feeling it, right? And that can make you feel very angry and very upset because it just, it sucks. And oftentimes, like you basically have two options at this point. One is you can remain at, at rock bottom, right? Like you can feel pity for yourself. Like one of the best things I heard this week, blaming makes you powerless. Like when I heard that, wow. Isn't that awesome? That's interesting, huh? Blaming makes you powerless. So think about it. When you're angry, if you remember that analogy, uh, I've, said, I've said this before uh, in previous podcasts where your emotions are like third graders. Uh, they're unattended a lot of the time in the classroom. And so feeling angry, like you've stepped out of the classroom, right? Like you're the teacher, you're found in the break room and your emotions are running rampant. They're in charge. And that's when you start to go on autopilot. And so part of the process with hitting rock bottom is you starting to become aware of all the blaming and all the whining and all the complaining that you've been doing. And that's when you start taking ownership of everything that's happened. It's because of your choices, right? It's because of your doing, okay? And again, at the time, it may have felt right. It may have sounded like the right thing to do. And like, we're not, we're not criticizing or judging that aspect of your life. Like it happened how it was supposed to happen. You want to know why? Because that's how it happened. <laughs> okay. But you now find yourself in this storm of life, so to speak. And it's as though you feel like you're drowning, but that's the process of going through the refiner's fire, so to speak, is you're starting to question and really understand what's important to you. And I want to give you some tips and some questions on how to re-spark that purpose, you know, that passion, that energy to get you out. Otherwise, you may find yourself at rock bottom longer than you intended, right? Like you may feel like you're so lost that you just may ask the question of why, you know, why did I make those choices? Why did I not appreciate the life I had? Um, or say, you know, why did I say those things and hurt other people? Why was I so selfish, right? Or you may think uh, to yourself, why did I make so many mistakes? And like, you just start getting in this vicious cycle that doesn't serve you. Like you start berating yourself, you start beating yourself up, right? Because it's realizing that you're actually being refined into what you've always been meant to be. Like the universe our creator, God, actually cares for you so much 
that the storm was placed around you. Yeah. And so this is part of you getting back on track. And so how do we turn this around? And I want to offer to you this quote by Epictetus, the Greek philosopher. And he said, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it that matters. So good. So you can remain at rock bottom, feeling angry at the universe, or you can opt for what's behind door number two. And that's changing the way you think about your circumstances, right? And how you're reacting to what's happening. And so allow me to introduce the seven questions to ask to turn your life around. And I'm taking these from Mark Manson. Now he's the author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fa. And I really like his different view on the subject at hand, right? And so it's when people say, what should I do with my life? You know, what's my life purpose? What they're actually asking is, what can I do with my time that's important? which is such a better question to ask, by the way. So number one is what's your favorite flavor of shit sandwich and does it come with an olive? So it's remembering that life is 50-50, right? Part of life is going to suck and it's not gonna go according to plan. And when that happens, this is where uh, you get to question your unconquerable why, right? This is your no matter what statement. It goes through that refiner's fire. This is where you start to question if you're unconquerable, why does it stand to serve you or will it go by the wayside, right? And if it goes by the wayside, that's okay. Like you're learning that you need a stronger why statement to get you through. And so you're building upon your previous experiences, right? And this is how you start to gain that momentum to propel you uh, forward to start digging yourself out, you know, to go up. So number two, what is true about you today that would make your eight-year-old self cry? Now, this is an interesting question uh, because it removes all the drama around the things that are usually holding us back, you know, such as the, what will other people think if I do this? You know, if you think about it, like an eight-year-old, they usually don't care. They usually don't have like a sense of care in the world. Like they don't have a sense that what they're doing, whether it's like reading, um, writing stories or creating something, like if that's going to make money, right? And so they do those things because it's what makes them happy. And so the question becomes like, what makes you happy? Number three, what makes you forget to eat and poop? Supposedly in his prime, Isaac Newton's mother had to regularly remind him to come and eat because he would get so consumed in his work that he would just simply forget to eat. And so when was the last time you got so wrapped up in something that you lost all sight of, of everything else? Number four, how can you better embarrass yourself? Now, this is where you get to muster up the courage to go out and be vulnerable, right? You get to test, you get to try out new things. And it's in having that courage to commit to doing something uh, and knowing and understanding that you're going to do it wrong. Like you're going to embarrass yourself along the way because you don't know. Like that's part of the process of getting it right. And little secret, this is part of the process to build greater self-confidence, by the way. Number five, how are you going to save the world? 
Not that you're going to single-handedly save the human race, but according to a study done in 2000 by the European Journal of Social Psychology, uh, they found that to live a happy and healthy life, we must hold on to values that are greater than our own pleasure or satisfaction. And so you're basically getting involved with a greater cause. Number six, gun to your head. If you had to leave the house all day, every day, where would you go and what would you do? What a great question. Because conformity becomes the enemy of trying anything new right? We get set in our routines and develop these habits. And so to quote Mark, he goes on to say that, you know, ask yourself, if someone put a gun to your head and forced you to leave your house every day for it, everything except for sleep, how would you choose to occupy yourself? And no, you can't just go sit in a coffee shop and browse Facebook. You probably already do that. Let's pretend that there are no useless websites, no video games, no TV. You have to be outside of the house all day, every day, until it's time to go to bed. Where would you go and what would you do? Number seven, if you knew you were going to die one year from today, what would you do and how would you want to be remembered? And so it's asking that question of what do you want your legacy to be? Like, how do you want your kids or your spouse to remember you? You know, what are the stories you want people to tell about you, right? Um, maybe it's what, what would your obituary say? Right. Um, and then it's working, whatever that is, it's then working towards creating that to building that future. Now, if it's to impress other people, you're missing the point. And he goes on to sum it up by saying, discovering one's purpose in life essentially boils down to finding those one or two things that are bigger than yourself and bigger than those around you. It's not about some great achievement, but merely finding a way to spend your limited amount of time well. And to do that, you must get off the couch and act and take the time to think beyond yourself, to think greater than yourself. So there you go. Those are the seven questions to ask to turn your life around. So let's finish how we started, shall we? So when people say, what should I do with my life? Or what is my life purpose? What they're actually asking is, what can I do with my time that is important? Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Hey there, if you liked listening to this week's podcast, then you should check out my Elite Productivity School. It's my monthly coaching program where we take all of these concepts and apply them to your life. Learn more at jamescarpentercoaching.com forward slash enroll.